discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Thank you for the spirit of understanding that is ministered to us today. Thank you that our eyes are opened to see and understand what you have designed for us to understand. Thank you for your blessings, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, I always want to share things with you that will help you. I always want to share things that will help you. Hallelujah. You know, success is a mixture of many things. It's a cocktail of many things. That's what success is. It's a, it's a cocktail, it's a, it's a mixture of many things. Do you see? And every now and then the Holy Spirit brings things to your mind to remind you of things you need to do that will help you go a little bit more, you know, further to help you succeed some more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So every meeting is very important. Every meeting is very, very important. And everything that is said in every meeting will help you. You see, on Friday I was trying to share concerning how that because Christ is in you, tomorrow can only be beautiful. There are those who always have doom and gloom concerning the future. The future may not be so good for them. You know, they don't know what will happen. Uh, maybe things will happen that will take them out of this world or they'll become poorer or they'll not be able to get married or they'll not be able to have a child or you know so many things there are fears that the devil strikes at you or throws at you if you read in the bible in ephesians chapter 6 if you read from verse 12 let's look at ephesians 6 from verse 12 it is for we wrestle not against flesh and blood he didn't say we don't wrestle at all he says we wrestle not it means that we wrestle we do wrestle hallelujah it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. What he's saying is that your troubles is not because of somebody sitting by you or someone in your house. It's not because of your uncle or your auntie or your brother-in-law or your sister-in-law or your sister or your brother or your, who are the relatives you have, your friend. He says, it's not because of them. If you're unable to go forward, it's not because of somebody. Never let a human being become your target. Whenever you're praying and they say, pray against your enemies. Thank God we don't pray such prayers here. As soon as they start, you know, you start thinking about certain people. That is this one and that one and that one. Who are the ones who are blocking my, my, my progress? Of course, there are people, you know, there are three spirits that exist in humanity. Okay? Three spirits. Say three spirits. Three. Number one is the spirit of manipulation. Manipulation. Hmm? 
And normally it is ladies who manipulate. So a mother can manipulate her children. There was a guy who was going to marry someone. And the mother said, No, I don't want you to marry her. After about six months, the guy brought another lady. The mother said, No, I don't want you to marry her too. After another six months, the guy brought another lady. She said, No. Then after another six months, he brought another one. The woman, the mother said, No. Hey! The woman was trying to manipulate her with her feelings, her emotions. And when you married when you, this one, I'm not comfortable with her. I'm not com- she, he was just manipulating her. So the guy went to a church service and we were talking about the spirit of manipulation. Then he called the girl and said that, the fourth girl, and said, I come back, I will marry you. Don't worry about what my mother said. Yeah, and he married her now. They are succeeding. They are fine. The mother was just manipulating her. So people manipulate people. People use emotions. There are ladies who cry on you. Just so that you do what they want them to do. Do you see? It's a spirit that is a general spirit that is around. Manipulative spirit. Then there's uh, the spirit of intimidation. And guys intimidate. Fathers intimidate. Men intimidate more. If you do this, you see what I'll do to you. Be very careful. Then they'll do their faces and they say, they're just intimidating you. With words. With statements. You see. With threats. If you like, do this. You'll see. You'll see anything. If you do it. <laughs> I know I said in church where the pastor is using the spirit of intimidation on the highest level. So the people, even though they don't want to be in the church, they can't leave. There are people who can't leave. The church is not, it's not correct. It's not from God. Things are not going... I mean, he's preaching all kinds of He's preaching about... You don't want to know. But he's intimidating them with fear. Like, if you leave, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L will happen to you. What a shock. So the people can't leave. They are scared. Yet those who have left, nothing has happened to them. They are around. They are even succeeding. <laughs> then the third spirit is the spirit of domination. To dominate somebody. Okay? Now, these things are there. People have, have they want to do, dominate you. Do you see? Dominate your faith. Dominate you in every aspect. All these spirits are against the spirit of love. Okay, the spirit of love, all these spirits function because of selfishness. The people who have them do the things they do because of selfishness. They are selfish people. And they want to intimidate you, manipulate you, or dominate you. But Paul makes us know that, listen, your battle in life is not with human beings. Actually, the intimidation and the manipulation and domination, they are all spirits. So he says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Against what? principalities against powers. They are principalities and they are powers and rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places that you are, you are fighting or you are wrestling against. They are there. Do you believe that they are there? Yeah. You have to believe that they are there because the Bible says they are there. They exist. And it didn't say we don't wrestle against them. It says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against these powers. So they are there. So if you're a Christian and you go to bed in the spirit, 
You should know that some things will not work for you. God has spoken gloriously concerning our lives. As for that one, you, there's no two ways about it. Okay? There are no two ways about it. God has spoken gloriously concerning your life. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians 2, 10. What I'm going to share with you, I think, is one of the most important things you need to know for your life and for your success. You see, 2020 is coming, isn't it? 2019 is ending. This is the last Sunday of 2019. Are you grateful to God that he has brought you all the way? God has brought you all the way, isn't it? Now, as we are thanking God and celebrating God, we are also preparing our minds for the next level, for the next thing that we are going to have, the, the next phase we are going to enter into. Hallelujah. And I'm trying to give you some things that will help you enter the next phase very well. Okay? How many of you want 2020 to be exciting? You want it to be exciting. You want it to be full of success, isn't it? Full of success, full of health, full of money, full of glory, full of every good thing you can think about, isn't it? Yeah, your status should change. If you weren't driving 2020, you should drive, isn't it? If you couldn't travel outside the country, 2020 should be able to travel. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible lets us know that God has given us a life of joy, of glory, of excitement. The Bible says the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. So the glory of 2019 cannot be compared to the glory of 2020. We'll be doing more than we have ever done. God told me it's going to be a 10 in one year. What you accomplish in 10 years will be accomplished in one year. That's what God told me. Hallelujah. Now, look at this. It says, for we, for we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We are God's workman. The word workmanship is poema. That's a Greek word. It means we are God's highest work of art. You see, heaven, you see, heaven is very nice. Heaven is beautiful. Where God lives is very beautiful. Even the skies that we see with the stars in there are very, it's very nice. There are many glorious things God did in the heavens. And there are many wonderful things God did on the earth. If you look at the earth, you see that they are very nice places with mountains and greeneries and all of It's very nice with clear seas. Have you heard of Bora Bora before? There's a place called Bora Bora. The water is as clear as a mirror. Crystal, it's not a small thing, very nice. The, the sun at the beach is white, pure white. So beautiful. There's a place on earth like that. Everywhere is, is water. Pastor Mark will enjoy. I think I showed it to you the last time. Pastor Mark will enjoy it very much. He likes water. <laughs> You'll be there. You'll be there. Hallelujah. God has done so many beautiful things. So many Yet he says that you, the new creation, is his best work so far. It's his best, you are his best work. That's what he's saying here. Let's read the Amplified. The Amplified will help us understand it some more. For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship. We are his handiwork. We are his best handiwork. You see, the Mona Lisa is the best work of Da Vinci. Isn't it? He, that's a work we know him for. I mean, you may not know Da Vinci, but because of Mona Lisa, you'll get to know someone called Da Vinci, because Mona Lisa, the Mona Lisa is Da Vinci's best work. Okay? How many of you have heard of Shakespeare? What is Shakespeare's best work? Romeo and Juliet. That is what everybody knows. But he has other stories. Shakespeare has many other stories. 
plenty of stories. Those who did literature know it. But all of us know Romeo and Juliet because it is his best work. Are you saying it? Yeah, it is his best work. In the same way, God says that the new creation, you. He says you are his best. You are his best. Do you have ISV on it? Okay, Pastor Mark, read it for us. He says, for we are God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. Please, do you understand what he's saying? Listen, such things should get you very excited. That you are God's masterpiece. You are God's best. Wow. It means when God looks at you, he sees his best. He sees his best. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, nobody manufactures anything and sends it out to fail. If you, those who are who manufacture iPhone, Apple, this 11 Pro that has come, do you think if they knew it would fail, they would send it out there? Because they know that would be bad business for them. If they let it go out there and it does, it does not work, it's going to be bad business. They are going to lose a lot of customers. So they make sure they do everything perfectly as much as possible. Higher than the previous one. Is it true? God says that you are his best. And you have been programmed to succeed. If, if Samsung has enough wisdom to not let his phone get out of his, his shops, get out of his factory, okay, without knowing that it's going to succeed. If, he, if Samsung has enough wisdom, how much more God? Meaning that God has programmed your life to succeed. I am God's best work. I'm God's best work. I am God's masterpiece. God's masterpiece. Say it like you believe it. This is how I think. Oh, so I don't think of uh, something bad happening to me. Like maybe t- tomorrow is not going to be nice. Maybe I'm going to be in trouble next next week. No, next week can only be good. Next week can only be fine. It can only be exciting. Next year can only be great. Next year can only be wonderful. Next year can only be successful. I'm going to get bigger. I'm going to get greater. I'm going to get more influential. I'm going to, I'm going to have more. I'm going to accomplish more. I'm going to do more for the Lord. No, just imagine having this particular mindset for 20 years. What, what, how will your life be? How will your life be? Sometimes I just think about like, God, you have made me, you have, you have, made me so successful. You have made me so rich. Wow. What will be happening in the next five years? You see, maybe nothing is happening for you today. It's because you have not been saying what I'm saying now. And you have not been thinking the way I've been, I'm telling you now. Start thinking the way I'm telling you now from today. Do you understand? Start thinking like that. He's known, he said he's known me for nine years. When he, when he knew me, we didn't, I didn't have anything. Did I have anything? No. I didn't have a car. No, I didn't have. I was. I had not rented any place. No, I was living in a friend's house. Yes, with one suitcase. With one suitcase. Yeah, just nine years ago. This is what 2010. 2010. Yeah, had nothing. But I was talking like this. I've been talking like this for a very long time. I've been talking like this for more than 17 years. Yes, more than probably 20 years even. Because I started reading Ken Hagen's material 20 years ago. That was when I got to know some of these things. and started putting them to work for myself. started saying them gradually for myself. And started thinking like that, changing my mindset. Your mind is very important. If you don't change the way you think about yourself, you are in trouble. If you think that you are nothing. 
then you'll be nothing. You'll be a bunch of nothing. If you think you are something, then you'll be something. God says that you are his masterpiece. Do you, do you know who God is? Do you understand and know who God is? God is the creator of the heavens and earth and everything that is inside it. God is the one who carried Abraham from where he was and made him what he made him. Yet God says that Abraham is not my masterpiece. Isaac is not my best. Elijah is not my best. Even Moses is not my best. My best. David Christ is not my best. You are my best. Wow. You are my best. You are my best. Say I'm God's best. Say it again. I'm God's best. Say it again. I'm God's best. You know that change. It changes everything about you. As soon as you let that seep into your spirit, it changes a lot of things about you. You you think differently about yourself. Yeah, you think differently about yourself. All the foolishness leave your life. I'm God's best. You know Christianity. First, go, keep your finger here, okay? Go to. Let me show you a little bit about Christianity. What Christianity actually is. Some people think that Christianity is uh, Jesus coming to forgive our sins, or Christianity is going to church, or Christianity is uh, having a church family, like being in a church family, or Christianity is what else? Religion, Religion. praying five times a day, or doing some things. That is not Christianity. That is not Christianity. Christianity is written in First Peter chapter two verse nine. What Christianity really is is written. In, let's show the Amplified. The Amplified. So when I think about when I think about the fact that I'm a Christian, this is what I think about. But you were a chosen race. He starts off by saying you were a chosen race, meaning that it doesn't matter whether you are black or white or yellow or green, it makes no difference. You're, there's a certain race that's been chosen. It's called the new creation race, and you belong to that race. So your color cannot limit you in life. You know your this color limits people. You know, black color limits people. If you've traveled before, you will see that when you enter Africa, Africa is different. Roads, roads, there are no roads. You see, this is Kaswa. This is supposed to be, this, this is a big city. It's a very big place. You see. If you go to a place like Birmingham in the UK, Kaswa is like Birmingham. Or Manchester, even. Okay? Manchester or Liverpool. Every one of those cities has city centers. Too beautiful. Trains go to the city center. There are malls there. There are skyscrapers there. You can get everything you want to get in the city center. Everything is there. Roads are functioning like you can. There are roads. Do you understand? Not paths, roads. Hard roads. There's no dust anywhere. You can walk around without any problems. You see, uh huh. And it's partly because of the it's because of the way they think. Yeah, yeah. The, the white race received the the the, the gospel early, yeah. and allowed. For instance, there's a there's a station uh, in London called King's Cross. Okay, King's Cross, King's Cross Station. They used to have newspapers there with a box. Nobody was looking after the newspapers. When you come, you take your newspaper and then you put your money inside the box and then you go. You come, you take your newspaper, you put your money inside the box and then you go. But you see, it cannot happen in Kaswa. 
The books will vanish. The newspaper will vanish. Is it true? Even the table and the chair will vanish. Is it true? You see, the problem is that they, they had the life of God early. They, had, they, they are enjoying the effects of the life of God now. So it changed their values. So they, are, they don't have thieves. Low, low life thieves. They don't have that. Do you get it? Uh-huh. <laughs> so sometimes it's like their race is higher than the black race. The black race, it's like you are limited. You can't go to certain places. You can't say, even in the, even in the embassy, you see it, yeah. You go to the embassies, they are not queuing to come to Ghana. You go to our embassies here, the American embassy here. I was at the American embassy about two months ago. And on that day, there were 700 people or more who were coming for interview to go to America. It's not easy. And their intentions are when they go, they are not coming back again. <laughs> Everybody are not coming back again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But you don't need to think in terms of black or in terms of white. Whether you are black or not. There are limitations of the whites as well. Their wisdom is also small. They have their own issues. For instance, some of them think that we are living on trees in Africa. Yeah. A lot of them, you'll be surprised. They don't, because everywhere they are is nice. They don't travel. They don't, you can have someone in, uh, in Dallas who has never gone to uh, Atlanta. Georgia. He has never gone there. Never. All his life. He will live in Dallas and die in Dallas. Because everything is there. No passport. They don't, they, don't, they, don't have, they don't need those things. So they are not exposed. They don't have a certain kind of exposure. You see. Uh-huh. But the Bible says that you are a chosen race. Which is higher than the black race, the white race, the yellow race. Higher than every race. See, I'm a chosen race. Then it says, a royal priesthood. You are a king priest. You are a king. Say, I'm a king. I'm a king. This is what God has made you. He's made us kings and priests unto himself and unto his father. You are a king in your own world. God has made you a king. Next time I'll talk about that. Then it says, God's own purchased special people. Sometimes people say that we are not special. We are not special people. We are just uh, ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Not you and I. We are, see, I'm extraordinary. And I'm doing extraordinary things. Hallelujah. See, I'm special. Say it again. I'm special. It says we are God's own purchased special people. If you have a gold, a gold chain, a gold necklace, that is worth a million dollars. Will you just wear it anyhow? You don't just wear it anyhow because that chain is actually money. So you don't wear it actually. You don't wear it. You don't wear it. You know that the Queen of England's crown is so expensive because it has so many jewels inside. They're so expensive. They don't, they, she doesn't wear You see, you don't see her wearing it every time. She, she has other crowns, tiaras that she wears. Yeah, but on special occasions, then they'll put the actual one on her head. If you have a special necklace, you keep it in your, you keep it somewhere. There are safes in some of these banks, yeah, where expensive things are kept. So we keep it in a safe, safely locked up somewhere. You take it every now and then. You bring it out on special locations. God says that you are so special that He brings you out and exposes you on special locations. 
are you are you are God's best. No, this is serious. Yeah. You are God's best. If I am God's best, if I am God's best, if I am God's best, ask your neighbor. If I am God's best, then I have a lot of value. How many of you buy a shoe uh, that was made in Kumase for one million dollars? Will you buy a shoe for one million dollars made in Kaswa here? Why wouldn't you buy a shoe worth one million dollars in Kaswa, made in Kaswa? Because that is not the value. You, you know the value. You know the value of that shoe. You know that when you start wearing that shoe, within two months it will start going off. You know, isn't it? Is it true? Your price tag is the blood of Jesus. That is your price tag. Now, you may not know who Jesus is, so you may not understand what I'm saying. You see, your blood expires after two months of giving it out. If you do blood donation, we did some blood donation here not long ago. That blood, your blood expires after two months. After two months, it's not good for anybody. Nobody can use it. Maybe they don't use it in two months. It's finished. It's expiring. It, it expires. Your blood expires after two to three months. It's finished. But Jesus' blood never expires. It's been 2,000 years since Jesus died. Yet his blood has power to cleanse people. And Jesus' blood went back behind his generations. It went all the way to Adam to roll away the sin of Adam. And roll away till his time. And roll away till eternity. That's how powerful Jesus' blood is. And that is the price tag. When you needed, when you needed something to be, to be used to buy you, it is the blood of Jesus that was used to buy you. That is how important you are. So don't let anybody talk to you anyhow. Don't let anybody misuse you and mahandle you. You understand? There are some ladies who don't understand their value. They don't understand their, their, they don't understand their worth. So this foolish boy is beating you, insulting you, and doing all kinds of things to you. And you think that is your last chance. That guy is your last chance in life. So you won't rise up above him. No. You are higher. See, I'm higher. You are designed for the best of God. God is, is conscious of have given you the best only. Do you understand? Yeah. See, I'm the king's kid. I'm the king's kid. Brothers and sisters, we are different. Yeah. No nation can close its doors to me. My father owns all the nations. Don't you understand? He owns all the nations. They will bounce you at the, at the place if you don't think like this. Because when you, as you are going, you are shaking. Oh, they, and they will see you shaking. When you look at it, like, oh, this guy, you don't know who you, you don't know. Go home, man. Go home and go and find out how you are and who you are before you come back. I know who I am. Hallelujah. Look, it says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation. God's own purchased special people. He says he has chosen you as a special gift and a special thing to himself so that you may set forth this is Christianity. You have been designed by God to set forth his wonderful deeds, the wonderful deeds, and display the virtues and perfections of him, that is of God, who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So your life is for setting forth the wonderful deeds of God and displaying the virtues and the excellencies and perfections of God. That is Christianity. So Christianity is to set forth the excellence of God the perfections of God, the good deeds of God. That is your life. You are set up forth of the righteousness of God, of the goodness of God, of the, of the good deeds of God, of the wonderful virtues, the virtues of joy, love, 
peace, grace, power, glory. All those deeds, you are the one to set them forth. That is Christianity. Christianity is to set forth the glories of God. To display. You are a displayer of the power of God. You are a displayer of the grace of God. You are a displayer of the beauties of God. Do you understand? Yeah. So, your reduction in life does not, does not set forth the deeds of God. When Christians are not doing well, how does that display the wonderful virtues of God? You have been designed by God to display, to set forth the wonderful deeds, the excellence, the perfections, the perfections, the beauties of God. That is your life. Say, that is my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, never accept anything less. Never accept anything less. Okay? Tell me, but never accept anything less. Because the world will want to give you something less. Yeah. The world, the world would want to give you something less. Society would want to give you something less. The devil would want to give you something less. And make you think less of yourself. Think that you are nothing. Your home will make you think less of yourself. Never plan with your home in mind. Always plan with the Holy Spirit in mind. See, I'll never be poor in my life. No, how does that bring glory to God? How does your lack, your failure, bring glory to God? See, I'll never be foolish in my life. See, I'm a success. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? You will never go down in your life. Listen, the Bible says the path of the justice as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. That is your life. Your life goes higher and higher. As soon as you see your life going up and coming down, going up and coming down, it's like you, just when you're about to succeed with something that you're doing, then something bad happens. Now, you listen, listen understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying you should get into all kinds of things and succeed with it. What is good for God and good for men is good for you. If what you are doing is good for God, check if it is good for God. Check if what you are doing, whatever it is that you are getting involved in, is good for God. Is it good for God? If it's good for God, you can do it. If it is good for other people, if it is not hurting anybody, if it is not destroying anybody's life, then it is good for you to do it. If it is bringing value to others, then it's good to do it. But if it's not bringing value to others and it's robbing others of, of glory and robbing others of what God has given to them, then you shouldn't get involved with it. Do you understand? God is not committed to blessing anything that he has not commissioned. That's how it is. I hope you get it. Uh-huh. So understand what I'm saying. Something that is good for God and good for man, you are trying to do it, and then, just when you're about to succeed, then it goes off. Something happens. Something just comes and then it goes off. You just can't hit the way you're supposed to hit. And go forward the way you're supposed to go forward. Your health is limiting you. Something that's not how God designed it. He says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So you should know who your opponent is. Your opponent is not a human being somewhere. Your opponent is principalities and powers. And there's a way to handle them. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm talking to you now. So go back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It's, a, it's my last message for the year. And I, I think you should, you should listen to it very well. Yeah. Look at this. It says, for we, re- we are his workmanship. Let's read the Amplified. For we are God's own handiwork, 
his workmanship. Then he says, recreated in Christ Jesus. We are born anew. Recreated in Christ Jesus. The new creation. He's talking about the new creation. You. When you became born again, he says, you are born anew. Recreated in Christ Jesus. That we may do those good works. You see, we may do what? Those good works which God predestined. What good works? The one I just mentioned. Perf- setting forth his wonderful deeds. His perfections. His glories. His excellence. Do you get it? Bringing forth the virtues of God. Showing for displaying God on earth. You are God displayer on earth. You are, you are God's representative on earth. You are the one who can show people God. If someone is looking for God, the person has to look for you. Because you are God's address. God is inside you now. If someone is looking for God, he should look for you. Because God is in you now. You are God's address. And he's in you to show forth his virtues of love, of grace, of kindness, of glory, of power, of riches, of wealth. That is your life. So how is the future going to be? Glory. Only glory. Why? Because that is what I have been called for. That is what I'm on earth for. To set forth this this wonderful deed. So you will not see me uh, 2019. I'm doing well. 2025. I'm not doing well at all. It's a big lie. 2025, I'll be wilder, higher, more intelligent, wiser, times a million of what I am now. You dare be there. (laughs) Tell anybody there. How is your life going to be like? How is your life going to be like? How is next year going to be like? How is next two years going to be like? So, if you know how, if you know the future, what should you do? If you know, if you, if you are watching a dead match, okay? You know a dead match? I said, man, you played Chelsea. I hear Chelsea's playing Arsenal today, right? Let's say that match was played yesterday, and you know that Arsenal won by four goals to nil. Or, or let's say Arsenal won by four goals to three. Okay? Four goals to three. That's okay. And it's not a prophetic word, though. I'm not giving you a prophetic word. I'm not into football like that. So don't go and bet. Hey! We beg. <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. Let's, okay, Ghana against Nigeria. And you know that Ghana won by four goals to three. Okay? And you also know that in the first half, Nigeria scored Ghana 3 0 in the first half. Will you be worried when you are watching it again the following day? You see that they've scored three goals in the first half. Will you be worried? Why wouldn't you be worried? You know the end. You know that in the second half, some magic happened, some wild things happened. Asawajan scored four goals. So you are calm, isn't it? And you are excited watching it. You can, you can even say some things about the match. Maybe someone who didn't watch it is now watching it. You tell him, oh, oh, Charlie, make you no worry. Make you no worry. Make you no worry. Just wait and see. You'll be surprised. Is that so? Same with your life. Listen, do you think God does not know how your life will be next year? Do you think God does not know? What do you think God has planned for you next year? We are talking about we are talking about God. We are talking about your father. What do you think your father has prepared for you next year? He says, I has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has he entered into the heart of man. The things that God has installed for them that love him. Do you love God? Ask today, but do you love God? 
then there's no telling how your future is like. So next year is only beautiful. God has planned beautiful things. Look at this. He says that, for we are God's own handiwork. His work must be recreated in Christ Jesus, born and that we may do those good works which God predestined. Planned beforehand for us. Taking parts which he prepared ahead of time. Your life is prepared ahead of time. There's a blueprint concerning your life. Your, your life story has been written already. You are living history actually. Your life has been written already. And the ink that was used is the ink of glory. The sentences that were written are sentences of glory. Of going higher and higher and higher, but getting bigger and greater and greater and greater. That is your life. So don't get into the mode of, hmm, we don't know. Hmm. Charlie, the way things are going, I don't even know. Hey! hey. hey. The way things are going, how? Hey. What do you mean? Hey. Enter next year with confidence. Hey. Enter next year with boldness. Hey. Enter next year with excitement. Hey. Enter next year with joy. Knowing that you are going to be richer, you are going to be healthier, you are going to be glorious, you are going to be wilder, you are going to be powerful than you have ever been. That's how you should go into the year. He says that he has taken past which taking past which he prepared ahead of time. Read the rest. Read the rest to me. To me, one to go. That we should walk in them. Living what? Living what? Living what? Oh, it's like some people don't like what I'm saying. I don't know what else you'll be happy about. After all the nice things God is saying to you this morning. Or you prefer you were a sinner. You are going to hell. That's the whole God has written about you. Are you a child of God? If you're a child of God, he says he has given birth to you. Given you a path prepared ahead of time. That you should walk in them. Living the good life. Living the good. What is good life for you? What is good? Ask your neighbor, what is good life for you? What do you think about a good life? He says he has given, living the good life which he prearranged. God has prearranged. So 2020 is already prearranged. Only good in 2020. Good. Beauty. Joy. I'm going to get bigger. I'm not talking about being big in size. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about becoming great, becoming influential, becoming powerful, becoming richer than you are now, becoming healthier than you are now, becoming stronger than you are now, becoming smarter than you are now, becoming wiser than you are now, becoming a soul winner than you are now. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. If you are following him, he makes you a fisher of men. I'll be fishing out men. I'll be winning souls for the Lord. I'm going to give bigger than I've ever given. I'm going to give bigger than I've ever given. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. That is what God has arranged for you. Sit down for a moment. John 10, 10. Amplified. Once again. John 10, 10. It's already it's a dead match. Your life is a dead match. It has already been played. It's happened already. And the end. That was why I preached that message last show. It is not over until you have won. Because the end is known. How, how would 2030 be like? No, my God, 20, you remember, do you remember 2011? I remember. You remember? Very well. Do you think we'll be here? Has God not been good to you? We're looking for venue. Jumping walls, climbing people's houses. <laughs> hey! The whole church was meeting in a, in a, in a, how do you call it? In a hostel room. The whole church, yes. Was living in a hostel. Yes, 47I. 
eight years later. Eight years later. We bought lands. We built. Look at where we are. In Kaswa. There are human beings sitting on a Sunday morning. In December, those times in December, nobody's in church. The church is finished. Do you remember? Nobody's in church. Everybody's gone home. It's December. Today's December 29th. There are human beings sitting in Kaswa alone. There are human beings sitting in Munibatu, eh? There are some in Tesaros as well. There are so many in Kumasi. Some in Canada. We are starting another church in Canada next, next two weeks. Wow! Wow! How are these things possible? You see, I'm a pastor, so I apply the, I apply the life of God to what I'm doing. How are these things possible? It's because of what I'm telling you now. A mindset of glory. I mean, I'm set on that. There's nothing else. What else should we look out for? Have there been troubles over the years? Yes, there's been so many. Plenty of troubles. But we know how to handle the troubles. Yeah, our victory was bigger. The troubles make the victory bigger. There are things you need to do. Okay? To make sure you enjoy the life. Look at this. It says that the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life. I came that they may have and what? And enjoy life. And have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That is your life. That's what Jesus has brought to you. He's brought you the life of God. He says that you might have and enjoy the life of God. Not just have the life of God, but enjoy it. Enjoy it to the full and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows, till it overflows and shows up. I mean, God wants you to in a state where you are not thinking about anything anymore. And you don't need to have money to get into that mode. Because people have money and they have plenty of troubles. There are so many troubles. The higher your, the more your money, the more your troubles. Actually, more money. Have you heard this song? More money, more problems. Is it Tupac or Biggie? One of those people. More money, more problems. It's true. So he's not talking about money. He's talking about a state of being, a state of mind that you can be in. He's talking about being in the spirit. That's what it means to be in the spirit. Where you are not perturbed by whatever is going on. Are you in the church? Let me show you a scripture. It's It's called walking in the spirit. Do you see? Walking in the spirit. Life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. You see what, what I'm saying now? Have this mindset. Set your mind on this. That my future can only be good. No other way. If you don't have that mindset, you will go with whatever comes. You will go with whatever comes. You will not insist on having the joyous, glorious life that God has designed for you to have. Please you understand? Yeah. You will not insist on your rights if you don't know what your rights are. A lot of Ghanaians don't know their rights. That's why a policeman can stop you on the road and say, where's your license? If you say, well, I don't have it with me, he'll, say, he'll tell you, park your car. And you also park your car. You actually have 24 hours to show your license to them. You can drive off. And nobody can do anything to you. If they chase you and they stop you, I have 24 hours. It's in the loss. I have 24 hours to show it to you. So you can follow me to my house and I'll show it to you. Yeah. But a lot of, a lot of, a lot of Ghanaians don't know. So when they stop them, they just give them 20 Ghana or 10 Ghana. You are just wasting your money for nothing. For nothing. Just make sure everything in your car is intact. Your insurance is fine. Your 
whatever is fine. Your roadworthy is fine. Yes, your extinguisher is there. Just drive off. They can't do anything to you. But because they don't know, because Ghanaians don't know, the police are having a, a, a field day with them. In the same way, in the realm of the spirit, they are polices in the realm of the spirit. They are demons who rob people of their rights. They are family demons. They are demons in your family. Whose job it is to stop you in your tracks, to never let you climb up beyond a certain level. It is part of the family. If you like, check your family. I'm the first graduate in my family, in my, between my father and my mother's children. I'm the first person who went to university and finished university. I have 14 siblings. Yes, and I'm number eight or seven. Yeah. I don't even remember my number. I'm number something. All those ahead of me could not go. Why? They are, they are white chalk markers in the spirit. Do you know white chalk marker? The one that you mark on the floor for, 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 for cockroaches not to cross. If you mark it, any cockroach you guess that will die. And they say, in the of the spirit, they are white chalk markers. They mark it like they shim. Nobody can cross this line in your family. So if you check your family, you see that they are problem. Check your family, you see it. How many of you have checked your family before? You see that everybody's a drunkard. All the guys are drunkards. They are all into boozing. All of them are divorced. All the women have children, but they have children very late. Or they don't have children at all. There are some who don't have children. I check my family. I notice that in every batch, there's one who is mad. In every batch, like in all the children, they can have seven children. One of them will not be correct. They can have seven. One of them will not be correct. Seven. One of them will not be six. One of them will not be correct. Yeah. I mean, they are either born like that, or as they are going, something happens and then they go off. Yeah, I checked and I noticed. There are families where nobody can have more than, nobody can help anybody. Nobody can help anybody. When you try helping, you die. Do you know what I'm talking about? And there are areas in which you live. There are demons, principalities and powers in that area. There are, there are demons assigned to houses. A house, the house you are living in. It's not that the landlord has gone for juju, no. It's just the assignment of the devil for that area, for that house, for that lane. Where I grew up, I mean, you, you are the, the demon that does not want anybody to get out of there. So, no matter how much they grow, they come back to that place. They still marry and be there. They do everything and they are there. They can't go up. You only succeed to a point. Your bed, your, your sitting room chest does not change for 20 years. The walls are not to be plastered or painted. There are areas where there are not supposed to be walls. Yeah. Have you seen those areas before? Yeah. There are no walls. No matter what you do, you never have a wall in your house. <laughs> so you start off by having a certain mindset. This kind of mindset. In John chapter 1 verse 11 and 12. He says that, but as many as received him. First of all, he says he came unto his own. But his own received him not. Jesus came to his own. He came to Israel, but they did not receive him. John 1, 11. Since he came to his own, let's read King James. He came to his own, but his own received him not. Then he says, but as many, he's talking about Jesus. He says, Jesus came to his own, but they did not receive him. But as many as received him. Have you received him? Yeah. Have you received Jesus as Lord and personal Savior? He says, as many as received him, he gave them the right, the power, to become the sons of God. Then he says, children who are not born of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but you who are born of God. Are you seeing it? So, as soon as you become born again, now you are no more a child of Mr. Say. 
Okay? Or Mr. Yemi. Adela Kum. You are, that's, you, are not, you, are not, you are no more a child of Mr. Yemi or Mr. Osei. You are now a child of God. And because you are a child of God, you have an inheritance in Christ. You have what? An inheritance. You have an inheritance in Christ. Wealth which no man can calculate. That's the inheritance you have. Now you must cash in on it. Don't just move around. There are Christians who are just moving around. There are Christians who come to church to come and sleep. They don't hear anything. And there are those who would not sleep. They are in the church, but then they are not hearing what is going on. Your mind is not here. You've not yet decided that. And it's a decision. You've not yet decided that. Let me listen to what the pastor is saying. And you come in the church for 20 years. Nothing will happen. Oh, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Hallelujah. So you have to be smart. Because there's no other way for your success. Christians who are trying to succeed by other means are very foolish. They don't know. Other means. You are trying. Various means. Talking to people. You want to hustle. You are a fool. You are trying to let somebody help you. Someone will do this. Someone will do this. Listen, brother. It doesn't work like that. Depending on your uncles. Trying to do sakawa or do whatever. You are have, you have big for You are a Christian. You are doing that. You are have, you have big for You don't know what you are talking about. You will get the money. But then your end is coming. Because your money is based on someone's tears. Someone's head. You will see. Hallelujah. So what do you do? What can you do? To make sure you enjoy the life that God has given to you. The li- How can 2020... You see, I said that 2020 is full of glory, isn't it? But for some, it will not be like that. Because they didn't do what I'm going to tell you now. Or they don't do what I'm going to tell you now. Can I tell you? Beautiful. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let's read verse 2. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Things don't just happen. The devil knows what is also ahead. He has a fair idea because of what we are preaching to you. He knows. So, he, doesn't want, he wants to frustrate you. Do everything possible to frustrate you. What are you going to do? Look at this. It says, for he that speaketh, sometimes people do uh, New Year's resolutions. Next year, I'm going to do A, I'm going to do B, I'm going to do C. Or I will not do G, E, F, and J. Again. <laughs> two weeks is even far now. Right after two days, everything just... Have you seen some before? Maybe you had hopes and dreams and aspirations for 2019 that were dashed. It didn't come to pass. And you were disappointed. You were disappointed. Ah, I thought it was going to... It doesn't just happen. Things don't just happen. Things don't just happen. Maybe you thought you'd meet your beloved. The one who married in 2020. And you didn't meet the person. Things don't just happen. You must make things happen. By the power of the Holy Spirit. God has something he has planned already for you. Now you must walk on that plan. You must walk on that calendar. By deciding to walk in the Spirit. It's only by walking in the Spirit that you can have... You can. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's like uh, telling you to go to school for a degree. And you never show up in school. Will you get a degree? No. You know? So no matter what we say, that the degree is yours. <laughs> we can confess as much as, much as we want. Anatomy. Anatomy is yours. Physiology is yours. <laughs> Biology <laughs> is yours. Chemistry is yours. But 
if you don't go to the school, will you get the certificate? You don't get it. If you don't write the exam, will you get the certificate? You don't get the certificate. So you start off by knowing that this degree is mine. You get it? No matter what, this degree is mine. Now, what are the things I need to do to make sure I get the degree in my hand? That's what I'm showing you now. Okay? So don't start off by making your own plans. By January, I'll do this. By, I, do, I make my plans after I've prayed. So I've come to talk about prayer now. That's what I'm coming to talk about. You like prayer? There are Christians who don't like to pray. You are denying, you are robbing your own self. Life is spiritual, brother. Until things are settled in the spirit, you cannot have them in the physical. Don't be a Christian who is... Let me... Can I show you a scripture? Go to... Second <laughs> Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. Can you read it to me, everybody? One to go. Between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David waxed stronger and stronger. And the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. There was long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David waxed stronger and stronger. And the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. Why? Because David was a man of the spirit. And Saul was a man of the flesh. They were both children of Israel. They were both anointed by God. They both had the spirit of God upon them. But one had learned to walk in the spirit. The other had learned to walk in the flesh. You can be a child of God and only be into fleshly things. All you think about is food. All you think about is clothing. Let's move around. Let's do this. Let's do that. Every time, you, when, you set out, when you set out to plan for things, you plan with people in mind. If this guy gives me 100 Ghana or 200 Ghana and this one gives me 500 Ghana, I can do this. You never consider the Holy Spirit. We are commanded by God to walk in the Spirit. Okay? In other words, have your mind on the Spirit. Have your mind on things, on spiritual things. Things like fasting and prayer are things you cannot delete out of your life as a Christian. If you're a Christian, I mean, even, even occult fasts. Even occult fasts. Buddhists fast. Muslims fast. Witches fast. I tell you. I tell you. So if you're a Christian and you're not into zooming into, the, into spiritual things, and finding out what God wants for you. What he, because there are things that he has planned in 2020 for you. He has gone ahead to plan already. So if you are running on another side. And he's also planned the things here. If the, the things that he has planned for you are on the motorway. Tema motorway and you are always driving at Kaswa. Kaswa motorway. Will you get them? You never get them. Why? Because you are driving on the wrong, wrong side. Because you didn't know. That you're supposed to drive on this side and that it is here. 2020 to you is a mystery. Is it true? You don't know what's in January 5th. You don't know how January 5th is going to be like. But you know that, first of all, you know that it's going to be glorious, isn't it? Now, what do you need to do to make sure you walk on that glory? Do you get it? There are things you do. That's why we are fasting today. We are fasting. I don't know if you have eaten. There are people who have eaten. But we, have, we are fasting. Easy. So if you see some people going high, some people doing well, don't blame anybody. 
Blame your own self because you don't do, you don't, you are like the house of, of Saul. You only mind the flesh. You only mind the flesh. Saul depended on people's advice. He always depended on people's advice. Always. On Friday, I read a scripture in, uh, in uh, Second Samuel. How that David's, David's, uh, David returned from fight from a war. When he came, they had taken his wives, his children, everything, and bent all his houses. Everybody was crying. You know what David did? David requested for an effort. A prayer, sure. A prayer, a dress. And pray to God that, should I, should I pursue them? I mean, what, is, what, what kind of, what are you praying at this time? They have taken your wives, your children, and bent your houses. And you are asking God, should I go? What would you have done if it was you? As soon as you come and you see that, you start going, isn't it? That was how Saul was. Saul goes. Just like that. Just like that. Saul does not consult with God. Saul does not talk to God. Saul depends on what people will say. What do you think we should do? Then one will say, I think we should do this. The other will say, I think we should do that. And then Saul will say, okay, I like what you are saying. What you are saying is nice. Let's do what you are saying. That's why Saul's house became weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. John 6, 63. Jesus said that it is the spirit that quickeneth. It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing at all. Then he says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The flesh profits nothing at all. So if you get into the mood of, let's just move. We don't just move. You must move by the spirit. How many of you want to get stronger and stronger? There's a way. And that's what I'm showing you now. Can I show it to you? 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. I thought I would preach for a short time, but as I'm preaching, God is telling me to add some of these things to it for you. The last Sunday of the year. Next year is going to be wonderful. It's going to, I tell you, okay, it's going to be very, very great. I don't know, but next year, it's going to be remarkable, I tell you. Can you see next year? Can you see it? I can see next year. Yeah. If you are not into praying, you never see the future. Do you know what he said about the Holy Spirit? Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. Let's look at that. John chapter 16, verse 12. John 16, 12. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Next verse. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into what? He will guide you into all reality. What is real concerning your life? He will bring you into a revelation of what is a mystery, what is hidden. He will bring you into it. That's the Holy Spirit's ministry. Then it says, For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you what? He will what? Show you of things to come. That is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We have a ministry outside, but then the ministry of the Holy Spirit to us is to show us things to come. The Holy Spirit will show you what, how January will be like. He has the information. The Holy Spirit has the information. The Holy Spirit has the information concerning who you'll be meeting, who you're supposed to meet in 2020 that will change your life forever. And he knows where that person is. Last year in December like this, I was just praying, you know, and I went for a meeting. I was invited to go for a meeting. When I went for the meeting, there was a prophet who was ministering. Then he called me out and said, young man, 
There's someone who's supposed to give you a car in 2019. That person, if that person does not give you the car, he will lose out on a lot of things in his life. Because there are other people that God has put in place to give you a car in 2019. But if he does it, he will get all the blessings he's supposed to get. And it will mark the beginning of another level for him. I didn't know who it was. I said in Jesus' name. You know, I didn't know I needed a car. But God knew I needed a car. And I, find my, I found myself in the right place at the right time. Then he said other things concerning the ministry. The things he said concerning the ministry, I cannot say here. I will say it in another meeting. It's not a small thing. He said so many powerful, which are already happening. One of the things he said was that all these years, you have been on a tarmac. You are like a plane. Your ministry is like a plane. And it has been on a tarmac in the airport, just moving around, getting ready to fly, waiting for the airport controllers to tell it what time to fly. Then he said, from now onwards going, you are going to begin to fly. Then he, this is what he said. He said, what God is going to do with you. That is why I'm not surprised God said 10 in 1. Next is going to be 10. I'm not surprised at all. Now, how do these things come to you? The, the car is down here. By May, by April, the car had come. The car had arrived. And the guy who gave the car, he gave the car to me in April. Between May and December, he's built a mansion that is worth more than 2 million Ghana cities. He doesn't know how he got the money for it. He doesn't know. One of our, but he's in church. One of our guys went to his house to go and look at it. When he went to look at it, he was like, man, this is serious. If I show you who he is, you will be surprised. You will say it's not him. <laughs> this year, he has had not less than a million dollars passing through his hands. I'm not lying to you. If I were lying, I'll tell you. He has had not less than a million dollars passing through his hands to do various things. Because he obeyed God. He was also praying and knew. He came to tell me, God has laid it on my heart to do this. He didn't know what the prophet had said. I came to God has laid it on my heart to do this. And I want to do it. And I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm not sure he even remembers that it is because of what he did for God that is making things work. I'm not sure he remembers. One young man, I was going to preach somewhere in one of this, in, in a certain part of this country. And he, God laid it on his heart to get a hotel, a very nice hotel for me, in Hope. So he got a very nice hotel for me to sleep in. This year, he has slept in the best hotels in the world. Travels is not so trips is not supposed to go on. He goes on it. Yeah, just last month he was in another part of the world, in one of the best hotels in the world, eating the best food. He said he was bathing and God told him, "Do you know why you are here?" And he said, "Oh no." He said, "Do you remember what you did for that man of God, for your pastor?" Then he remembered. I was like, "Oh, that's why." He said, "There are things you need to do. There are things God will show you, lead you to do. But if you are not walking with Him, you will walk in darkness." And you will not know what to do. And hence, you will not enjoy the good life he has designed for you to enjoy. Please, you understand? That's why you need to pray in the Spirit. He says, the, the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. The Holy Spirit will show you things to come. First Corinthians 14. Let's read verse 14 now. First Corinthians 14. Then we'll go to 2. And I'll show you from one step to the other. Okay? There are two big things I want to show you. Two very big things. It says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Let's read the Amplified of this. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, what? Pray. So how do you get to converse? The word pray means to, pray means to, to talk, to communicate. So how would the Holy Spirit get the opportunity to talk to you? He gets the opportunity to talk to you when you speak in tongues. So when you start speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit is now in conversation with you. 
When you start speaking in tongues, Nondo, Shile, Gaba, Lago, Soto, Lobo, Shala, what are you doing? The Holy Spirit has now gotten the opportunity to talk to you. He's now conversing with you. He's now communicating with you. He's now engaged. You are engaging him and hence he's engaging you. Do you understand? He says he will show you things to come. He will bring you into all reality of your life. He will bring you into goodness. Jesus, I will not leave you. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. An orphan is one who does not have father or mother. In other words, he's not protected and provided for and he's not cared for. He's not cared for. You see, mothers care for their children. Fathers provide and protect their children. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. How do you not leave, it, leave us as orphans? He says, I will send you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, he says, when he comes, he will protect you, he will provide for you, and he will care for you, and lead you where he's supposed to lead you, and show you things to come, and help you journey to those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I pray, he says, if any man pray in a known tongue, okay, the Holy Spirit, he, the Holy Spirit within him, he prays with the Holy Spirit within him. Eh? For if I pray in a known tongue, my spirit, my spirit, my human spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. Then it says, but my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. Your mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. Now, go back to verse 2. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. King James, please. For he that speaketh in unknown tongues, speaketh not unto men. Since as soon as you begin to speak in tongues, you are not speaking to man. You are not speaking to the next person sitting by you. I'm not speaking to you. You don't have any business getting to know what I'm saying. It's not up to you. Since the one who speaks in unknown tongues, speaketh not unto men, but speaketh unto God. He's talking to God. Who is God? The Holy Spirit is God. So you are talking to the Holy Spirit. I just showed it to you. You are talking to the Holy Spirit. And he's also talking back to you. He says, but speak it unto God. For no man understandeth him. How be it? However, in the Spirit, he speaketh mysteries. He speaketh what? Mysteries. The word mysteries is hidden secrets. He's talking about hidden secrets concerning his life, concerning his future, concerning his today, concerning his past, concerning everything concerning him. So as soon as you begin to speak in trance, Monda, Bele, Glosha, Pale, Gosha, Mane, Bele, Gosha, what are you doing? You are speaking mysteries concerning your own life. Hmm. You are speaking mysteries. Hidden secrets, hidden things that are hidden concerning your life. Where you are supposed to go? How did I know I was supposed to come? That's why I prayed about it. I have to come. I have to be here. So wherever I go, it's, it's ordered by God. It's ordered by God. Yesterday I was standing somewhere, and as I was standing there, I remembered that I had a vision concerning where I was standing. And I knew I was, I was supposed to be where I, I was. Yeah. Mysteries concerning his life. Mysteries. Hidden secrets. That's why you need to, you need to pray in tongues a lot. Next year in January, I'm going to be organizing opportunities for you to pray in tongues a lot. We'll be praying for hours. We have 10 hours a day. We're praying for 10 hours. When, when they say we are praying for 10 hours, don't say, uh, come. speak in tongues. You have to speak in tongues for hours. 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 Tell me about hours. Even Jesus did. When Jesus was found in flesh, he prayed. He prayed. How much more you and I? Jesus, who was God in flesh, prayed. How much more you? Who is after him? You must set things right. You must change things in the spirit. The spirit, the spirit affects the earth. It affects the physical. Everything you are seeing around, the, the country is the way it is because of the demons around. It's because of the demons around. It's because of the things that happen in the spirit. If development is, go, if development is going to come, we have to pray. We have to pray. And handle some demons. Cast out some devils. So that they can, the place can be clear enough for what God wants to be done, what God wants to be done to be done. 
You must pray in tongues. Anybody must pray in tongues. If you don't speak in tongues after this meeting, see your pastor immediately. See your pastors immediately. Let them pray for you to receive it. Receive the Holy Spirit. Start speaking in tongues. This is too important. Your future is not going to work if that is not there. He speaks about mysteries. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let me show you some more. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's read from verse 6. Look at this. It says, How be it we speak wisdom among them that are what? Among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to nothing. Next verse. But we speak the wisdom of God, what? In a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. What mystery is that? As you are speaking in tongues, you are speaking the wisdom of God in a mystery. You see? You are speaking the wisdom of God in a mystery. Then it says, even the hidden wisdom, it is hidden, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Yeah. He says, God has ordained this hidden wisdom before the beginning of the world unto your glory. So your glory is in what you are saying. Your glory is in what you are saying. As you are speaking, you are speaking your glory. But you don't understand it with your mind. You must pray until you understand it with your mind. Go to 1 Corinthians. Go, keep your finger here. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Uh, let's read from verse 13. 1 Corinthians 14, 13. Let's read from verse 12 so it makes more sense. Hmm. I'm showing you how I succeed. Do you think I'm a success? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I think I'm a success. Everything I touch works. Even the ones that don't want to work, work at the end of the day. <laughs> Unless I'm not involved. If I'm involved, it's work. They have no choice. It has to work. Yeah, I'm showing you what I do. I'm showing you what I. I don't hide anything from you. I try to see everything as much. Whatever God tells me, I come and tell you. There's normally there's no time frame. As soon as I hear it, I'll come and say it. That's that's how I, I don't have. I, I can't keep it. I can't keep things. As soon as I hear it, I'll come and tell you. Look at this. It says, Even so, ye for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel in the in the edifying of the church. Verse thirteen. Wherefore, let him that speaketh an unknown tongue, the one who speaks an unknown tongue. Pray that he may interpret. Since the one who speaks in a long time should pray that he may interpret. Now, what is he saying? He says that the one who is speaking in tongues, remember, if you are speaking in tongues, you are speaking mysteries, isn't it? Hidden wisdom. Ordained for your glory. Ordained for your, your profit. Ordained for your wealth. Ordained for your prosperity, your, your health, your increase. But you can't, you can't understand it with your mind. Do you see? Look at, because the, the next one says it. Look at the next one, verse, verse 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. My, my, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding, my mind is unfruitful. I can't understand it in my mind. Next verse. Next verse. What is it then? Because I can't understand with my mind, what, what should I do? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. What he's saying is that I will start praying in the spirit. I will start praying in tongues. And as I pray in tongues, my understanding will start producing results. Do you understand? Speaking in tongues and interpreting is called prophecy. Prophecy is inspired revelations concerning your life or concerning somebody, a thing or a place. Okay? Divine secrets concerning a thing or a place or yourself. So he says, if you speak in tongues and interpret, it's equal to prophecy. Now you are the prophet of your own life. You can prophesy by your own self. He says, because... I speak, in, I speak in tongues and I don't understand. I'm going, to speak in, I'm going to start speaking in tongues and then also speak with my understanding also. Then the verses before, it says that if the one who prays in tongues should pray so that he may interpret. Okay? Actually, what he's saying is this. 
The one who speaks in tongues should speak in tongues until he starts inter- interpreting. Do you understand? <laughs> so you, you start off praying in tongues. Kola, hashalaba. Don't stop until you start getting interpretation coming. Don't stop until your tongue changes into the language you understand. Sometimes I can be praying. Kola, bashadalaba, rego, satala. After some time, you see that words will start bubbling up, up out of my sphere. It will work. I remember when we were trying to get Alpha built. There were too many challenges with it. And we were on news. We were on news for, we were on, uh, UTV for three days. Also, Kumasi News, we were, there, we were on news for two weeks, three weeks. They were always talking about us. Hey, there are some people who are building here. They made our building very popular. <laughs> so many challenges. But what was I doing? I was speaking tongues. Kola Hadeve showed that. Instead of crying on everybody and talking to everybody, you see what they are doing? I don't know how the thing's going on. They stopped that for a month. The work was stopped for a month. They seized machines. The first day we started working, they arrested the pastor who was looking after it, seized the machine that was working, and arrested the, the driver. Challenges. But today we are there. We are sitting inside. Yeah. Everything is fine. Having swollen Sundays. We had 1,200 people just recently. Because God said, this is the place. The more I speak in time, God will tell me, then I'll hear in my spirit, it will work. And I'll start saying it in my mouth, it will work. So all the times I'm speaking, is it will work. The hidden mission, because I don't know what to do. Should I continue? Should I abandon it and go for another land somewhere? What do I do? The more I spoke in tongues, the more God told me it will work. It will work. Be strong and be courageous. It will work. It will work. When we're trying to get a land in a car, so many challenges. So many challenges. So many challenges. The one that we left to buy this new one. The more I prayed about that, the more God told me there are miracles here. There are miracles here. That was why I was still pushing because that was what I was hearing. There are miracles here. There are miracles here. Can you imagine that? Even though it's in court, they have us in mind that when they win that thing, they are giving it back to us. We've not, we, are not, we are not even asking for it, but they say they'll give it to us. Even though we have left the place, they say they'll give it to us. Why? The more I pray, the more I hear. It's for you. It's going to be for you. Miracles are going to happen here. Wow. So how do you know how do you know? Speak in tongues until you start speaking in your own language. In a language that you understand. Speak in tongues until your understanding becomes fruitful. Go to 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2 6. So, what, do you, what are you going to do? You are going to speak in tongues until you, have inter- until you get what God is telling you. Okay? You start catching signals of what God wants you to do. You speak in tongues until. Paul said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you. Paul told the whole church of Corinth that I speak in tongues more than all of you. That's 1 Corinthians 14, 18. I thank my God I speak in tongues more than... Paul was speaking, yet he spoke in tongues very much. He spoke in tongues a lot. A lot. 1 Corinthians 14, 18. I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you. Have you seen it? He spoke in tongues more than the whole church. Everybody combined. In other words, he was always... Paul was successful with what he was doing. The reason why he was successful with what he was doing was because he was speaking in tongues all the time. So next year, as we are entering next year, there's one thing I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be speaking in tongues a lot. I'm going to speak in tongues a lot. <laughs> All things will not work. You see that your health is becoming some way. Or the health of people around you. You know, it's either the devil attacks you or he attacks people around you. So that your, your mind is taken off. It's like strange sickness. Your mother is being rushed to the hospital. This one, this one. And you can't do anything for God anymore. Speak in tongues. Okay? Speak in tongues until interpretation starts coming. Speak in tongues until interpretation starts coming. 
I've been directed so many times. I don't do any major thing without praying in tongues. I don't do any major thing without praying in tongues. I don't. I set time apart for speaking in tongues. I'm actually going to speak in tongues from today to Tuesday to 31st, the 31st service. Yeah. As soon as I close, I'm going somewhere. I'm going to be praying until uh, Tuesday. Speaking in tongues. Speak, groaning in the spirit. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Groaning in the spirit. Speaking in tongues. That is where your success is. That is what puts you on the, your, the calendar of God. You can't miss it. You meet all the people you are supposed to meet. They are destiny helpers. They are people who are sent to help you. <laughs> if you don't pray in tongues, you never meet them. Oh, it's the truth. If you don't pray in tongues, you never meet There's one person I met in my life that has changed my life forever. Yeah? I met that person. Changed my life forever. There's another person I met that changed my finances forever. Oh, when I met him, that was the end. To my financial struggles. Sometimes I go, I couldn't have even one city to do some things. The minimum amount I can receive in a week, in one week, is a thousand cities. And the minimum amount I can, I can receive in a week is one thousand cities. That's the minimum I can receive. Like, I didn't, nothing really happened. A thousand. Yeah. If you be willing and obedient, I'm willing to prosper. And I'm obedient to God's commandment, to God's word. He says, speak in tongues. I speak in tongues. He says, give. I'll give. I'll do what I'm supposed to give. God doesn't want... The level you are on is not what God has designed for you. It's not it. That's more. And 2020 is going to present more to you. How is that going to happen? Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues until your mind becomes fruitful. Look at... Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 2. We're reading verse, we're in verse 7. 1 Corinthians 2, 7 now. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Next verse. Which none of this, which none of the prince of this world knew. He says the principalities, the powers, and the order, they don't know what God has designed for you. None of the prince of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they knew that crucifying Jesus would bring you and I into being, they wouldn't have. They didn't know. Next verse. Speaking in tongues is the language of is the language of angels, so I tell you. It's the language of angels. As you speak in tongues, angels are being sent on your behalf. Speaking in tongues is too powerful. It's the most wholesome language you can think about. Because speaking in your language, speaking in Yoruba or speaking in Chi, it's not wholesome enough. It's not wholesome enough. You need to speak. Speaking in tongues is more wholesome. It's the language of the Spirit. It's the, it's the Holy Spirit's language. The Holy Spirit is God. This is God's language. So what best way to communicate to God than to speak in tongues? I saying it. Yeah. yeah. The day Babylon, God came to Babylon, the Tower, the tower of Babel, and they started their language. Remember, they all had one language. You know, Adam could talk to, to snakes. Adam was talking to the snake. The, the devil was in the snake talking to Adam. And Adam could respond. Eve could respond. The, what language were they speaking? Were they speaking tree or ever? It cannot be ever. It cannot be tree. It cannot be English. What language were they speaking? There was a language they were all speaking. They could speak. Adam was multilocal. He could speak to all animals and everything. He could speak to everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The day God came to the Tower of Babel, he confounded their language. They all had one language before. But when God came, he confounded their language. And everybody started speaking different languages. The whole language they had was divided into pieces. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, when the apostles were speaking in tongues, everybody heard them. They were speaking in tongues. But all the people of the world heard them speak in their own language. They were saying one thing. 
in tongues. But everybody had Chiga, English, and all of that in the language they were speaking. Because speaking in tongues is a restoration of the wholeness of languages that God used to communicate with man. You have to speak in tongues like that. In 1 Corinthians 14, 4, it says that the one who speaks an unknown tongue edified himself. He edified, you build yourself up strong. You charge yourself up like a battery. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He edifies himself. He charges himself up. He develops himself. He improves his life. How are you going to improve your life? How are you going to go on? How are you going to progress? How are you going to succeed? By speaking in tongues. Jude 1.20. Look at Jude 1.20. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. That's what he says. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. So as you pray, how do you pray in the Holy Ghost? By speaking in tongues. Let's read the Amplified of this. But ye beloved, build up yourselves. Build yourselves up. Found in your most holy faith. Make progress. That's why your progress cannot be stopped. The more you speak in tongues, your progress cannot be... If you don't want your progress to be stopped, speak in tongues. I know I'll never fail. Why? I'm, I'll, speak, I'll be speaking in tongues. I know what to do. God is showing you what to do. If you do it, fine. If you don't do it, fine. It's up to you. Your success is no more with God because God has done it. He has written the blueprint. It's now up to you to work on the blueprint. Or oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? If someone has... If you are going to write an exam and someone has answered all the questions and put it on a piece of paper, and it's telling you to write it on your paper so that your paper can be marked and get 100%. Do you want it to come and write it for you? No. What, do you do? what do you need to do? Just copy. copy. Speaking in tongues is copying and pasting in your life. Copying what God has written and pasting it in your life. Pasting it in your life. That's all, that's all it means. That's all it means. So it says, but you beloved, build up yourselves. Founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Make progress. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher. How? Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. What he's talking about is entering the Spirit. Okay? There are different types of speaking in tongues. There's tongues by mouth, and there's tongues by impregnation. There are tongues that are inside your spirit. Yeah. Not, you speak in tongues five minutes. Only in church. Your, your progress is going to have a problem. You see that even though God has prepared so many things for you in 2020, you can't copy and paste. Your copy and paste is not working. You only wrote one word. Finish. Meanwhile, it is 70 pages. And you have only written one word. With one with five minutes tongues. What are we doing? When shall we close? You are not ready. You are not ready. But if you are ready, you get your prayer post. And you begin to blast in tongues. Because the hidden, they are hidden. There are things that are about you, but they are all hidden. They are all hidden. They are all hidden. Your child is hidden. How is supposed to come is hidden. Yeah. As whether you have a child or not, it's not, it's not a question. You have children. Plenty. Plenty. But the timing, how is it supposed to be? How, is God, how, the, how has God designed it? How has God designed it? That church will work. work. But how is it going to work? It's in the spirit. It's hidden in the spirit. You must get access so that you don't do trial and error. Don't be a Christian who is in trial and error. You try so many into programs. There are churches who are into programs. They'll do program, 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 program. Nothing works. A program is as a result of what the Holy Spirit told you in prayer. 
and then you implement it, then you get your results. Don't do foolish things. You understand? Don't just get into business. I'm going to do a business. Are you mad? What has the Spirit said? Have you heard from the Spirit concerning it? No matter how long it takes, stay and hear from the Spirit. If you hear from the Spirit and you start implementing it, you will not need 10 years to do it. Only 6 months, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. And whatever is from the Spirit is permanent. When it comes, it stays. It doesn't go. It stays. There are business. I w- we're working on the streets of Rhode Island in America. You'll be there. Oh, you'll be there. You will be there. Listen, I started. I started talking about America and UK and Canada. And all, when I, I had not even seen a plane before. Yeah, God started telling me about when I had not even seen a plane before. Who own planes? Oh, do you know who own planes? It is our time. It is in our time that we own, in Nigeria there are preachers who own planes now. Huh. The Nigerian church is about 70 years ahead of the Ghanaian church. So we are the ones who will be owning the planes. And people will be talking plenty, but we don't care. We'll just be flying around. Because you will have churches all over the place. It's a, it's a design of God. I mean, you can't do anything about it. It's God's design. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. We found that we, we, we went into a bakery. Okay? And the bakery had been there for more than 100 years. A business that was started 100 years ago and it was still there. They bake one and they charge about $500 for one cake, small cake. And people buy it. It's a, it's a million dollar company. Small bakery. Why? Some of these things came out of the street. These Americans, they are Christians. Though. They don't joke with God though. They don't joke with God. You think everybody in America is, what's up man? You know what I'm saying? Yeah man, yeah man. You think it's everybody in America, you're a joke. You're a joke. There's a whole belt. There's a whole place called there's a whole place called the Bible Belt. They are into God and into his word. They don't joke. And they are the richest. Texas included. They are the richest in America. The dollar says in God we trust. Yeah. The dollar says in God we trust. They, they, were, they were built on the foundation of God. You dare be there. Pray in tongues with my brother. Pray in tongues. The more you speak in tongues, the higher you go. The higher you go. God brings you understanding. He shows you what to do. Go here at this time. Do this at this time. Talk to this one. Don't talk to this one. Say hi to this one. You'll be surprised. So 2020 is going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. Why? Because we are going to be blasting our, 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 our way in tongues throughout. First Corinthians chapter, chapter 2. There's something in there I want you to see. Okay? Let's read from verse 8 into verse 9. He says, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They would not have crucified Jesus Christ. And he says, but I has not seen. Look at the next verse. But I has not, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for them, that love him. If you are in love, if you are in love with somebody, remember, he says for them that love, it's not for everybody, it's for those who love him. If you are in love with somebody, what do you do? You talk to the person a lot. He that speaketh an own tongue, speaketh not unto men, but speaketh unto God. That's his spirit. By the Holy Spirit, they him praise. So speaking in tongues is a sign that you love God. It's a sign that you are in intimate relationship with God. He says, those who are into speaking in tongues a lot, I has not seen, nor ear heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of, the, of them, of, of anybody. The things that God has prepared for those people who love him. Then the next thing is this. But those things that are hidden are revealed. But he has God, but God has revealed them unto us. By who? 
By who? By who? But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. When you're speaking in tongues, who is speaking in tongues with you? The spirit speaketh. If I pray unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Ghost within me prays. He prays. He begins to talk with me. The Holy Spirit reveals them. But he has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. So all the deepest things that are hidden concerning your life. In God, the Holy Spirit searches them. And reveals them unto you. And he begins to reveal them to you. As we speak in tongues, we begin to see visions. Why am I confident about ministry? I'm a minister. I'm a preacher. I have a friend who is confident about business. He just built a house that is worth the house itself. Will be worth about $800,000. Finished to the highest quality. I'm not telling you a joke. It's the nicest building in that area in Accra. I tell you. And he built it. He's not, he's not 37. He's like 36, 37. I'll build some. Because he's a businessman. So what's he speaking in terms? He's speaking in terms with business in mind. Yeah. He's speaking in terms with business in mind. Whatever is hidden concerning his business. He's the one who organized. Every Tuesday, he, he says, all his construction boys are praying. Everybody's praying. Everybody's praying in tongues. Yeah, no work. Everybody's praying in tongues. Kolaba, shabalaba, rabalaba, labalaba. Wednesday, they start working. So, listen, they bought properties all around. I'm not joking with you. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling I'm not, if I were lying, I would have told you. No, you are too slow. You are too, you are too slow because you are too quiet. You know, you are not praying. You are not saying anything in, spirit, in the spirit. You are quiet. You are always sleeping. You are always eating. You're always sleeping, you're always sleeping. Always sleeping, always eating. Always sleeping, always eating. You have not entered in the spirit yet. Says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man? Save the spirit of that man which is inside him. Your spirit man knows everything because the Holy Spirit is inside him. For what man knows the things of man? Save the spirit, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God, no one, no man, no human being can help you. Listen, no human being can help you. My life is a testimony. Nobody, no human being can help you. Nobody in your family can help you. If those in your family will help you, it's because the Holy Spirit has prompted them to help you. I'm the help of God. I am the help of God because I don't joke with the Holy Spirit. I don't joke with Jesus. He's my helper. He will bring all the people I'm supposed to have. He will, he will bring, he knows everybody. He knows everybody. I remember years ago in 2011, I was planning to go to school and to get married and to do ministry as well. Start the church. And I wrote all of them down. School, marriage, church. I needed money to do everything. I needed money to pay for my master's. I was doing an MBA, which was very expensive at that time. You need to pay not less than 10,000 Ghana cities at that time for a year. It was a lot of money. This is 2011. It's a lot of money. How was, how was I going to foot the bill? I needed more than 40,000 cities to marry. How was I going to foot the bill? I needed so much to get something started off in church. How was I going to get the money? Do you know what I wrote? I wrote God under it. I wrote, I wrote all the needs and I wrote God. I wrote the source. The financial source was God. The Holy Spirit. And that is all. Because I don't have any. I don't have anybody anywhere. I, don't, I know my family. I know where I'm coming from. I don't have anybody. I don't have anyone. I, I only have God. And I don't joke with them. I don't joke with them. That's why I speak in tongues. The more you speak in tongues, you are arranging your future. You are arranging things concerning your life. You are putting things in place. That's what you are doing. It says, for what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of that man which is in him, even the things of God. No man, no man, but the spirit, the Holy Spirit knows everything concerning God. 
and he is accustomed to revealing them to those who are, in, who are interested in knowing. If you don't speak in tongues, you are not interested in knowing what God has for you. That's what it means. You are not interested. Look at the next verse. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we may know the things that are freely given to us of God. Yes, he has given us the Holy Spirit to know. Yes, our spirit and the Holy Spirit are given to us. To know the things that are freely given to us of God. Next verse. Free things. So think God has given things freely to you and I. Which things also we what? These free things. It says we speak. Which things also we speak? How do we speak them? In not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Not what words are those? Tongue speaking. There's not which thing which things we also will speak. Not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Comparing spiritual things to spiritual. As you are speaking in tongue, the Holy Spirit will bring it to your mind. He will bring in those three things to your mind. He will show you this is what you're supposed to do, this is what you're supposed to do, this is what you're supposed to do. All the mysteries concerning your life are unveiled to you. They are unveiled to you. You begin to see. You begin to see. Wow, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to go. How do I know what to do at what time? How do I know? How are we running things? How are we running? Listen, we have 22 churches and counting. counting. By the close of next year, we'll have 53 churches. Oh, we are making plans towards because God showed it to me. Do this and do that. As I spoke in tongues, God showed me to do this. I have more than 30 people who are ready to start churches today. Yesterday, one, one met me and said, Pastor, I'm ready to go to war. I'm sowing my life in war. God is, God is talking to me. That's what I'm going to be. Yeah, ready at 20. We are going. Why? How do I know what to do? The Holy Spirit brings it to my mind. He bring, it's called the wisdom of God. It brings it to your mind. Do this. Go here. Go here. Do that. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 8. Oh, do you love God? Yeah. From verse 9. From verse 9. 32 9. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. Jacob is a lot of his inheritance. Jacob. Jacob is who? Is Israel. This Israel is a lot of his inheritance. Guess what? We are the inheritance of God. I told you, we are God's own purchased special people. We are God's inheritance. Are you seeing it? Look at the next verse. He says, he found him. He found Jacob in a desert land. When he found Israel, Israel was nothing. He was in a desert. Nothing. Nothing, nothing was good about him. And in the West Howling Wilderness, in the, I mean, the guy was poor, 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 down, 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 low, low, low. That was how he found him. Then he says, he led him about. God led him about. He instructed him. God wants to lead you about. How does God lead you about? As you speak in tongues, the Holy Spirit begins to lead you. He begins to order your steps. Pass here. Pass here. Pass here. Go here. Listen, the Bible says that Isaac was ready to enter the land of Egypt. The Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, don't go. Plant in the same land of Gerah and I'll bless you. Isaac planted in the land of... How did Isaac have that information? Through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. He led him about. And that same year that everybody was struggling, Isaac had more than 100 times. When everybody else... He had one, one in 100. Eh? I, I had 100 times. People were struggling. He was not struggling. He had a hundredfold. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was leading him. The Holy Spirit was leading him. He says he led him about. He instructed him. Will you allow God to instruct you in 2020? Allow God to instruct you. Allow God to talk to you. 
allow, block your mind to every other thing. Allow, block your mind to social media. You should go on social media fast. You should have your phone off for one week and hear from God. Facebook and WhatsApp is not allowing you to hear from God. Instagram and whatever, Snapchat, and all, they are not allowing you to hear from God. That's why your life will not change. How many of you want change? If you want change, you must do certain things. There are things you must do. There are things you must do. Nobody succeeds by sitting in one place. You move around. You do what God wants you to do. You do. says, if you be willing and obedient, you obey what he's telling you to do. You do what he's telling you to do and you'll be surprised. He found him in the wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. Next verse. Verse 11. As an eagle stood up her nest, God taught him how to fly. Flattered over her, her young, spread over her abroad her wings, take them, bear them on her way. What he's saying is that, all, if you read the Amplified and other versions, it tells you that he taught him how to fly. He taught Jacob how to fly. Basically, that's what he's saying. He taught him how to fly. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you how to fly. You'll be surprised. I'm, and that's what I'm teaching you now. Speaking in tongues is what causes you to fly high. You live above circumstances. Paul said, in whatever circumstances I am in, I've learned to both abound and be abased. I'm okay. No matter what is happening, you just keep going higher. They throw bombs at you, you just keep going higher. Things seem not to be going well. You, just, you are living beyond problems. Above problems. Hallelujah. Next verse, verse 12. Because he taught him how to fly, and he taught him everything, he says, so the Lord alone did lead him. Only the Lord. He was not led by his mother. He was not led by his uncle. He was not led by his friends. He was not led. Don't be like the house of Saul. That is led by people. People. Joab was, other people, Abner, these people will say things and then he will follow. He was a man of the flesh. But David was not like that. David would stand and ask God, what do you want me to do? Should I go? Should I pursue? Should I pursue? So the Lord alone did lead him. And there was no strange God with him. Every other person is a strange God. Your phone is a strange God. Instagram is a strange God. Eh? Facebook is a strange God. Listen, be careful. Next verse. WhatsApp is a strange God. Next verse. Verse 13. So he made him ride on the high places of the earth. Why? Because he was instructing him. He was leading him. Because he made him to ride on the high places of the earth. There are high places of the earth. There are places you can never go. There are places you can never go. But with the Holy Spirit you can go there. With the Holy Spirit you can go there. He says he made him ride on high on the high places of the earth. That he might eat the increase of the fields. And he made him to suck honey out of the rock. The rocks was pouring honey for him. How is that possible? And oil out of the flinty rock. Oil came out of the flinty rock. Places he was not supposed to find oil. He found oil there. God can make oil come out of the land you will buy. He will tell, he will tell you, buy a land here. He will tell you, buy a land here. And you will be surprised. Jerry Sabel has that testimony. Can a couple also has that testimony? They have that testimony. They bought lands. And they found oil in that. There was no oil there. But they bought land. Registered them in their names. About two years later, they came to find oil in commercial quantities. More than one billion barrels. So, uh, 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 Jerry Savell gets not less than seven million dollars almost every month from oil. Almost every month. By not doing anything. <laughs> he can buy an airplane every month. Every month he can buy an airplane. He will never be poor. Why? They don't joke with God. They, they allow themselves to be led by the Holy Spirit. Go here. Do this. Go here. Rise up. Go here. Do this. Do that. That is the way to go. That is the way to go. Butter of kind and milk of sheep with fat of lambs. He's talking about prosperity. He prospered him. Why? Because he allowed himself to be led. So that's the first thing. I said two things, right? This is the first one. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues until you can interpret. 
speak in terms of interpretation comes. Don't stop when interpretation has not come. Don't speak in terms Amen. And then go away. You were a joke. You were, that's what you have been doing all these years. You've not, it hasn't worked. It has not been working. You speak, change your style. Speak in tongues and get interpretation. Get interpretation. That's why I'm speaking in tongues for long hours. Set time for it. One hour I'm speaking in tongues. You believe that you'll get something out of it. And as you're speaking in tongues, you see that you'll be getting words coming up. God will speak to comfort you, to edify you, to encourage you, to stay on. Sometimes you'll stay on to do something. Sometimes he'll restrain you from doing something. Sometimes he'll encourage you. Sometimes he'll tell you, go here, do that, do that. He'll show you what to do with yourself. And you just watch your life going higher and higher and higher and higher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The other thing I want to show you is in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. So the first one is speaking in tongues and seeking, getting interpretation, okay? That's the first thing. The other one is groaning in the spirit. Groaning in the spirit. Next year, you have to speak in tongues until you start groaning in the spirit. I remember years ago, in 2008, 2009, just before I became a pastor, I didn't even know what I was going to be. I had no plans of becoming a pastor. As of 2007, 2008, I didn't have any plans of becoming a pastor at all. By 2009, I was a pastor. By 2011, I started a church. Do you know what I was doing between those times? When I go to pray, I go to a park to go and pray. As a Christian. Not as a pastor, as a Christian. I've not been a pastor for long. This is my 10th year of being a pastor. Yeah. What was, I, what was I doing before then? I was a Christian. And I'm still a Christian before I'm a pastor. So I'll go to a field, just praying. As I'm praying, then the tongues will just change. I can't speak in tongues anymore. I'll just be there doing this. Ah, ah, ah. Not because I want to. It's like I'm outside of my body. It's like I'm seeing myself doing like, ah, why won't you keep quiet? Why won't you just speak in tongues the way you've been speaking? Why are you behaving like this? I was outside of myself. I was seeing myself droning. Ah, ah. Saliva be coming out of my mouth uncontrollably. I want to close my mouth. It's not working. I remember those times. For more than three months in my life, I would go, I will sit down by a chair. I will sit on, in a classroom. I will sit, this, oh, you just park. The classrooms, but they used to open them. So I just go, I hold the table, and I start groaning. Ah, not because I want to. I'm, I'm just going to pray. I'm going to speak in tongues, my regular tongues. Let's just go and speak in tongues. Before I realize, I'm sitting on the floor. And I'm shouting. Ah, ah, like that. Praying in tongues strong. It's not praying. Groaning. Saliva all over. I want to close my mouth. It's not working. It's another type of prayer. It's not the same as speaking in tongues. It's different. Now, you don't, you don't say, okay, now I'm going to ground. No. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So it's not something we can, we can say in church that everybody come. Today, we are groaning in the Spirit. But as soon as we come, no, 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 no. It's, it's of the Spirit. It's by the Holy Spirit. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Look at this. It says, likewise. Likewise. The Spirit himself. This is Old King James. So he says, uh, itself. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. We know not what to pray for as we ought. So you, sometimes you don't know what to pray for. You know that there's something wrong with your mom. But you don't know, you don't know the exact root cause of the problem. Do you see? You don't know what to pray for. You don't know what to pray for as you ought. I didn't know I was praying about the church. Yesterday, God told me that all those groanings that you did, it has expired. It has carried you to this level. It has expired. So now, I'm going to, you are going to have to start to do some, some of those things now. So as you are praying, expect it. 
expect me to take over with you and pray with you. He says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for. We know not what we should, we don't know what to pray for. Maybe you are supposed to go abroad. You don't know. You have started a business here in Ghana, so you think it's supposed to be here. Maybe God will have you go to school abroad. You don't know. Just, we don't know what to pray for as we ought. Maybe you are supposed to marry a certain lady, and you don't know that you are supposed to marry her. You are always passing her by, even insulting her. Maybe that is the lady who you are supposed to marry, and that will be the change of your life completely. But you don't know. You are just passing by and going and coming. I had a friend, a senior friend of mine, who is now very rich, but was not some years ago. You know, every time you go to this country and go and take some things and bring to this country and come and sell. And there was a particular material he didn't think was worth, worth, the, worth of anything. And he was always passing it. Then he became born again and started praying in tongues as a Christian. As he was praying, he started groaning in the spirit. One day, he was passing by the things. And the Holy Spirit whispered to him and told him that this is worth a fortune. Take it to your country. Ah, this thing is nothing. But then the Holy Spirit told, me, it told him it is something. It will be worth millions in your country. He started bringing it to this country. My brother, he's a, million, he's a millionaire now. I speak the truth, I lie not. My conscience is bearing me witness. He doesn't have any problem because of the things he's been bringing into the country. That was his perspective, but he was always, he was always passing by them. Until he started praying in trance and drove into, uh, 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 what do you call it? Groaning in the spirit. He never knew. He says, we don't know what we should pray for as we want. But the spirit helpeth our infirmity. He says, the spirit himself, look, look, look at this. Says, Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmity. What is the infirmity? The infirmity is that you don't know what to pray for as you ought. You don't know what to pray for. And I say, oh, let's pray. I'm praying for uh, Eunice. You don't know what to pray for Eunice for. Maybe there's something that you need, something exactly that you're supposed to be prayed about, but you don't know. He says, the spirit himself helps our infirmity. That infirmity we have of not knowing what we should pray for as we ought. So he holds together with you. Now, this, the Holy Spirit does not do it without you. He does it with you. The Holy Spirit prays with you. Holds you with this. Other, other version says, the Holy Spirit bears us up in our infirmity. He bears you up. He props you up in your infirmity. So that you can say what you're supposed to say in your prayer. And say it as you're supposed to say it in your prayer. He says, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our infirmity. For we do not know what we should pray for as we are. But the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us. He helps us. He holds us together. Amplified. So to the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication. He goes to help us in our supplication. And please in on our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Too deep for utterance. So you'll be praying in tongues. Then all of a sudden it starts changing. You start crying and sobbing. Ah, sometimes the Holy Spirit gives you the feelings of the person that you are praying for. You begin to feel the way the person is feeling. Whatever it is you are praying about. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He bears us up in prayer. Props us up. It's different from speaking in tongues. It's not the same. It's on a different level. And it's different from traveling. The third level is traveling. Traveling. You travel to give birth. This one is to pray what you don't know to pray. What you don't know. You think you are supposed to be praying for your mother. Maybe you're supposed to pray for your sister who's about to die. But you don't know. Nobody knows. One woman was walking in town. She was walking in town and then she was just speaking in tongues. Then it just changed. Decent woman. This is a decent woman. She's decent woman. She sat down and started groaning in the spirit. Ah, people surrounded her. Ah, ah, ah. They were wondering what was wrong with her. She was, when you're going in the spirit, you wonder what's wrong with you. Ah, what's going on? But you can't stop. 
You can't stop. You are just groaning in the spirit. Like that. People are under there wondering what's going on. Then someone of the people came and noticed that he knows her. So he, 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 knew, he knew what was going on. So he didn't say anything. He waited for the woman to fail. When everything ended, the woman became fine. I was like, oh, I don't even know what was happening. The man said, oh, you are groaning in the spirit. So they went to the house together. The man wanted to just make sure she gets to the house. When they got to the house, arm robbers had come to their house and had packed everything in the house outside of the house and left it there and gone away. They left everything outside. At the moment she was praying, praying groaning like that, the arm robbers were packing the things. They packed everything outside and they didn't take even one thing and left. There was a plane. That woman was in an airplane. Recently, it was, on, it was on YouTube. People were watching it all over the place. As she was on the airplane, she was just speaking in tongues. If you, speak, if you are into speaking in tongues, groaning, the next step is groaning in the spirit. As you speak in tongues, you just slip into a shame like that. She was just speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. And then she started groaning. Ah, she became hysterical on the, on the plane. Groaning and then saying, Jesus is Lord. Jesus, 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 Jesus is Lord. Jesus. She delayed the plane. She delayed the plane. After about five minutes, ten minutes of that, the plane caught fire. And everybody was rescued because the plane was not in the air. If they had flown into the air, that would have been the end of everybody on the plane. One woman who was sent to the spirit saved everybody. Groaning in the spirit saves you of so many unnecessary things that you go through. There are so many unnecessary things, that, unnecessary difficulties that we go through because we don't know what to pray for. If you knew that that difficulty was going to come, you would have prayed for it. But you didn't know. You didn't know. So that weakness of not knowing, you don't know. You don't know. The Holy Spirit bears us up. The Holy Spirit does not pray without you. He holds you in your prayer. As you are speaking in tongues, then he, holds, he takes, he continues with you. He knows. He says he knows all things. The Spirit knows all things and searches all things. He searches the deep things of God. So he knows what to pray for. As well. Look at the next verse. Verse 27. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Look at verse 27. And he who searches the heart, that's the Holy Spirit, knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit. What is intent? Let's read King James. Let's read King James. King James will help us. And he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says the Holy Spirit knows his own mind. And he that searches the heart knoweth that what is the mind of the spirit? Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So this is the means of praying according to the will of God. Like you are flowing on the exact calendar of God without any, any spaces. You won't miss anything. You are praying according to the will of God. And he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now the big thing is in the next verse. Look at the next verse. And we know. And we know. How do we know? We know because we we groan in the spirit. Yeah. We groan, says, and we know that all things work together for the good. Yeah, for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Don't quote this scripture without looking at the verses before, brother. It is in context. Read it in context. It is the spirit. Likewise, the spirit maketh message for us. Eh? He helpeth our infirmities. He groans. He, he groans within us. And the one who knows the man of the spirit make an assertion for us according to the will of God. Because of that, we know. So it doesn't matter what you're going, going through in the world. You don't, it doesn't matter what is happening. We know that all things, so all things work together for good to them that love God. 
To them, what they are called according to his purpose. Why? Because they've grown in the spirit. The Holy Spirit has worked with them. So they know that no matter, after you've grown in the spirit, you know that no matter what is happening, it can only be good for good. Nothing can go against you. The whole world will be at your feet. Nothing can go against you. Are you ready to do some wonderful groanings in the spirit in 2020? Listen, this next year, 2020, marks the beginning of another phase for us all together. A prophet friend of mine met me and said, he said what the other prophet said. He saw me and told me, listen, all that you have been doing, you've just been moving around. You are now coming to fly. And I'm showing you how we are going to fly. I said, I'm showing you how we are going to fly. How are we going to fly? God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.